You're listening to Almost Got Him, a Batman the Animated Series podcast. And now, your hosts, Brandon and Jimmy. I'm Brandon. Well, hey, everyone, it's Jimmy. And we are back for another episode of Almost Got Him, a podcast about Batman the Animated Series. How you been, Jimmy? Oh, just just hunky-dory. And happy Easter. We are recording this fine Easter evening uh, did you search for any eggs today, Jimmy? Uh, I let the kids do the do the search, and today I just kind of stood around and I was like, "Hey, over here, niece, right there," and I pointed at eggs to the, for all the kids. Didn't you used to dress up as the Easter Bunny? For I Easter? did. I thought about that as I was pulling in. I was like, uh, 15 years ago, I would always dress like the Easter Bunny and show up, and uh, they'd point. You know, my little glove would come up, and they'd see my little stitching tattoo, and I think they knew it was me. Oh no! Yeah, they didn't think you're the real Easter Bunny. <laughs> they didn't, and now they're like in college, and it's so weird. Yeah, yeah, we are getting old, sir. We are getting old, especially you. You're like seven years older than me, pretty much. But Jimmy, <laughs> today we are going to uh, talk about the strange secret of Bruce Wayne. It's episode 29 of Batman the Animated Series. I'm very excited. We're going to talk about uh, kind of the history of Dr. Hugo Strange. You're going to give us a bit of a synopsis later as well. But first, from the news desk of Summer Gleason, this is a special news bulletin. Let's hear it, Summer. All right, Jimmy, word going around is that Clayface will possibly be the villain of The Batman 2 starring Robert Pattinson. What do you think of uh, this uh, particular rumor? Uh, I'm very excited about that because I like Clayface, but I'm not going to get excited about it because it will be like... It won't be the kind of Clayface I want, because that Clayface won't fit into this world. I, I was wondering, because the first one seems too grounded in too, reality. Too grounded for fun. But, like, how do you make a big clay monster that can shapeshift and stuff into reality? Maybe the, maybe they'll pivot. Maybe they're going to try something different with it. But uh, I'm excited for it, because we're, we're getting a villain that hasn't shown up in any live mm-hmm. iteration, to my knowledge, unless there's something on Gotham th- or or even Gotham Knights, which, by the way, they're talking about that might be canceled already. That doesn't surprise me. Which was not a uh, news bulletin on here, but, yeah, I just read that the other day that there's a good chance that they might not make it. But, yeah, I'm very excited for Clayface. Who Do, uh, who, do you have anybody in mind that you would love to see play Clayface in live action? Um, I'm trying to think. Um... Because what they probably would do is that this is like, it would be like a man who has like a putty face. Yeah, yeah. You know, and he can like change into people. They'd probably do something like, he just says he's a man in a suit. Yeah. Who can kind of like touch his face and do a weird, like that movie they're watching in Mrs. Doubtfire. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, that's the grossest thing I've ever seen. Uh, what's that actress's name? Uh, Mar- Mara Wilson. Oh, I was, I was about to say Robin Williams. Mara Wilson is like, that's the growth <laughs> thing I've ever seen. Anyway, that's what they would do. It would be an actor that just like, but who should be that? Probably one of these guys. One of these one of these actors that they put in movies that plays villains. I feel guys? I feel like uh, well I, I'm just wondering which version of Clayface are they going to go with because I personally would like them to go with like the Boris Carlo version, which is he's a he's the actor version that you see in Harley Quinn. I think it would be cool if they were an actor mm-hmm. character. And I, I think that would be great. I, I feel like somebody that might be considered over the hill uh, as an actor in the in mm-hmm. that uh, universe, somebody like in their 40s or something like that who's not quite you know, young up and comer, 
Someone with an at last name like Mendelssohn or that would be fun. Or, or what's Lars? Who's that? Who's the other guy? Lars uh, Mads. Ma- like a Mickelson? Someone with and one Mendelsohn. of those last names. One <laughs> yeah. of those actors. Yeah, I, I get them confused actually, names wise. I, I know all, exactly what they look like. But. They're all good. Oh yeah, very one good. of them or a Christoph. They're, they're like the Scar Guards, the Scar Guards. Uh, that, oh, that's another one. One yeah. of the Scar Guards. One of those. The, <laughs> we need one of these dynasties. One of those three. Di- those three actor dynasties. Just not a bald one. I think we run out of those. I have. Um, I have two people in mind that I would love to see it. Uh, one. I, so when I read the comics, so Clayface, you, you haven't really, we haven't really seen him in live action. So I've always had when he's Boris Car- Carlo, I always imagined that he sounds like Nathan Fillion. Because he's kind of, you know, over the top, but like fun, like actor type. I just imagine this guy should be kind of like a community theater. He should play it like a community theater type of personality. Mm -hmm. He's a little bit big. Um, But I think another one that would be cool if uh, Clayface is mostly CGI. I don't know if we're going to see like him change into Clayface or whatever. But if he's just CGI and we use his voice, why not Ron Perlman? I love I love Ron Perlman, and I mean he did the voice in Batman the Animated Series. I just think that would be, and of course he has that gruff clay type throat sound that you would think you would hear. I just feel like he would be a great choice, and kind of it'd be a nice wink to the fans as well. Ron Perlman and Nathan, you're, you're just the nerds are just going to love all these things. <laughs> that sounds like the internet's casting Let's. for for everything. <laughs> they love those guys. They love Nathan Fillion. But the question is, will they love Joker 2? Because we've got some Joker 2 news. Joker 2 just recently wrapped. Great. And uh, there's, <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's pictures and videos up of Lady Gaga making their rounds on the yeah. interwebs uh, as Harley Quinn. What do you think of what you've seen of Lady Gaga's Harley, Harley Quinn? I love Lady Gaga, but people already are annoying about it. I feel like comments. there's been too many pictures. There has been a lot, haven't there? I remember when... Uh, Did they just invite the world to watch those movies to be filmed so everyone can film them, put them on TikTok? I've never seen movies. Both the first movie was the same way. Yeah. Like, they even... People even got footage of her on those damn stairs. Yeah, you feel like they'd want to like, do save something. Save that for the, for yeah. the theaters, But it's guys, out, it's out in the, the world. At least the trailer. At least they're out in the world and not just on a, the vo- volume stage or like... Oh, you're, oh like stuff. the Mandalorian stage yeah, or something Yeah, it's cool like that. that they're going out in the world, but like, you'd think they would... I don't know. What if that's not in the movie? Uh, I bet I wouldn't be surprised if it's not in the movie. She's singing, though. Oh, I mean, it's going to be a low-key musical from what I understand. Because she's singing to him on those steps. So, like, that's Yeah, because there's TikTok stuff because you can hear the playback. You can hear that she's actually lip syncing. Really? Yeah, I did see some of that. uh, Jimmy is the TikTok guy here. That stuff just comes up and it's like, do you want to see this? And I'm like, I guess I'm already looking at it. So there it is. (laughs) We're here. Let's just, let's just go with it. So she's definitely singing to him on those steps and that cops are people in like riot gear coming down the steps. So I I don't know. uh, It's funny. You're talking about like, they're letting everybody watch. I remember back in uh, uh, 2011 or 2012 when they were filming the dark Knight rises, we kept seeing pictures and videos. Yeah. I remember that that. too. So I remember, uh, uh, a good friend of ours, uh, Josh Keown, actually did a, a really fun post, and he said that uh, I imagine that we're that they're just going to release all the videos together, and that's the whole Dark yeah. Night Rises movie because so, so many people got video of that. I'm just surprised they've had such an open set to all this. like the stuff on the set. The take back your city. I remember there being all kinds of like video of that. Yeah, it's, but uh, but uh, what do you like her look? At all? Yeah, she looks like Lady Gaga, and I, I'm all about Lady Gaga. Yeah, I'm, I'm very interested in it. Like I've said before, I was not 
I didn't hate the first Joker movie, but I feel like it is extremely overrated. Uh, this one could be interesting, though. If they do the whole musical route, I am definitely in. Yeah, that's the only thing that really interests me about it, is that they're part tr- of it. They're trying something different, and i got to respect that. But speaking of different, we have a different kind of Batman the Animated Series coming out soon. Batman the Cape Crusader has found a home, Jimmy. They are no longer... HBO Max bound, but they are going to be on Amazon Prime. A uh, two-season order has been made for Batman the Cape Crusader. Mm, up front, two seasons. Which, uh, of course, for those that don't remember, it's the upcoming animated uh, Batman series that Matt Reeves, I believe, produced. Ed Brubaker has uh, been a big writer on it. Uh but yeah, two seasons have been ordered with, I believe, 10 episodes each. So we're getting at least 20 episodes of this new mm-hmm. Batman cartoon. Are you excited? Now, this is the one that's like a continuation of the one we talk about on this podcast. It's the one we've talked about over the past year, like all over the news. Cause it's, uh, and Bruce Timm is involved with this? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah, this is exciting. But it's basically, it's not a continuation of Batman the Animated Series. It's a new thing that's okay. uh, young. It's it, It's... I believe it starts out like in year one or two of Bruce as Batman. Is this the one with the big ears, Batman? Yes. Okay. It, very <laughs> reminiscent of the uh, Golden Age Batman, which, by the way, for those who don't know, uh, Batman celebrated his uh, birthday uh, last week, I believe. Oh, how old is Batman now? Uh, 1939. So let's do some quick math. 84, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Look at me. Looks so, good for his age. Didn't like didn't look a day over thirty nine. And he's uh, he's eleven years away from being um, my what, age. What is well, you're, you're you're old, but you're not I that feel old. Like I'm that old. But I believe in uh, eleven years he will be a uh, public domain. <laughs> so that could be interesting. We'll just farm it out. You know, uh, Mickey's going to be public domain next year. Ah, uh, they'll they'll figure out. They just gave him this whole a whole new land at Disney. They'll figure well, out a way. Well, to do they that. said that. Well, it's really just the steamboat Willie Mickey is going to be. Uh, up for grabs, but that's why they think they put uh, Steam, uh, Steamboat Willie on the uh, new Disney like uh, logo when the when yeah. the movies come on. Right. So I think they're they're gonna try to wheel it mm-hmm. in. So the next like decade or so is gonna be interesting when it comes to that because Superman also is gonna have that battle a year before Batman will. So stay tuned from ten years from now. That'd be an interesting time. Anything goes. But yeah, I'm very, very excited for Batman the Cape Crusader. I'm just happy that it's alive. So I did not know if it was going to be brought back or not. And there's not really a good way to tr- make a transition here. But unfortunately, Batman the Animated Series writer My- Michael Reeves passed away at the age of 72 recently after battling Parkinson's disease for years. Uh, Michael won the 1993 Emmy for Outstanding Writing in an animated program for Batman the Animated Series. He he wrote over a dozen episodes for the show, including the two-part Feet of Clay, Mm -hmm. I Am the Knight, and an episode that we reviewed not too long ago, Perchance to Dream. All good ones. All great ones. He also wrote Mask of Phantasm, and uh, the mystery of the Batwoman, which I believe was the last Batman the animated series like mm-hmm. movie. Did you ever see that movie? I've never seen that one. I don't think I saw that either. No, so I just watched uh, a couple of, about a year or two ago. I just watched Zip Zero for the first time. But uh, oh, I rented that on VHS when it came out. Oh, really? I, I remember that. It was in a big clamshell. Nice. When nice. they still made clamshells. Were you a fan of that one? I think I remember liking it. I thought it was okay, but I, the problem is when you watch a big movie about. Uh, Mr. Freeze and Batman the Animated Universe, you, you kind of go back to Heart of... I always want to say Heart of Glass because... You know, <laughs> <but> you, 
you want to go back to Heart of Ice, and it's it's hard not to compare what uh, it's hard not to compare the two. But I thought that on its own it was it was pretty okay. But I'm a huge Master Phantasm fan, and we are going to get to that later this year because the 30th anniversary of that is coming up soon. Yeah, I think there's some merch that they've uh, kind of previewed coming out for oh, that, so that's nice, going to be pretty nice. cool. But yeah, the, um, Michael Reeves uh, also wrote uh, for the Super Friends and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, well. that's another place I've seen that name. Yes, yes. So. So we'll talk about that when we have our uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles podcast. <laughs> yes. I'm halfway through season five watching those, all the complete series. So Yeah, I saw Dungeons and Dragons earlier today, and uh, they had the uh, turtle trailer on with that. So it looks good. It looks good. It's cute. So, Jimmy, why don't we get going? We're going to do some bad facts about the upcoming episode we're about to review, The Strange Secret of Bruce Wayne. It, uh, the episode aired October 29th, 1992. It's directed by Frank Power and written by David Wise. So uh, this particular episode is based on uh, two comics, Detective Comics 471 and 472. Uh, the first one's entitled The Dead Yet Live, and the second one is entitled I Am the Batman. You can just hear Kevin Conroy saying that out loud. I think I've heard him say that. He has. Those uh, issues were written by Steve Englehart, who is a huge Batman writer in the 70s, and uh, with art by Marshall Rogers. He's also an iconic Batman illustrator. Uh, what We were just talking about Michael Reeves. Michael Reeves actually wrote a sequel to this episode, but it was never produced. It was called Mind Games. Oh, I, I, I saw that. I was watching a video about this episode. Oh, yeah? And uh, that little blurb came up. Did they did they say anything about what it was about? Because I couldn't find no, anything no. about what it was about. Didn't see that. Uh, this was also the first episode to feature multiple villains in it. Because, gotta remember, we, uh, we did almost got them out of order. So this is the first mm-hmm. time... If you were watching, oh, that's true. If you yeah. were watching Batman the Animated Series in uh, 1992, the, its debut year. This was the first time you saw a bunch of villains come together. And of course, in this episode, you get Hugo Strange. Of course, it's kind of the main villain in a way, but you also get plenty of Joker, Two Face, and the Penguin. Didn't you love when they always had the villains team up in these? I've always loved. It. I loved it since '66. I was about to say that. I was about to say that the Batman '66 movie. Always comes to mind when I think of all the villains coming together. Um, this is also the first ep- episode to include Doctor Hugo Strange. Do you know much about Doctor Hugo Strange, Jimmy? I don't know a whole lot about Hugo Strange, but I, I was hoping you'd tell me more about him. And I will. But what's what's very odd about Hugo Strange for me, anyway, is so I've been reading Batman comics since about 1992. I have. I don't know if I've ever read a comic with Hugo Strange in it, mm-hmm. but I've always known who he was. He was yeah. a big part of the Arkham City game. Of course, he shows up here on Batman the Animated Series. He only shows up the, uh, uh, this one one time, uh, at least with dialogue. I know he shows up in a later episode of something. I think it was Justice League Unlimited he shows up in, but he doesn't have any uh, dialogue in it. Um, but yeah, I don't know... Uh, I didn't know a whole lot about Hugo Strange going into this episode, so I did a big deep dive on him, and I found out some really fun facts, which we're going to go over right now, because Dr. Hugo Strange, believe it or not, is the oldest, most uh, reoccurring, not most reoccurring, he's the oldest Batman villain ever that we would uh, see uh, revisited like more than once. He does feel like a, a serial villain, not like a breakfast yeah. serial, yeah, but yeah. like a 1930s kind of 
kind of villain like that it, it has in, in standing in front of like a big screen and like mm-hmm. there's like knobs and dials so i i can see this being something that um that has a, a deep history as far as the old you know going back a long ways yeah and in the, the uh, golden age of comic books which is like the late 30s through the end of uh, world war ii in 1945 you had a lot of villains that were like mad scientist types mm-hmm. and uh, he this he was very much part of this trope back then um he was also uh, his first appearance predated uh, Joker and Catwoman by like two months, um, and he was the first villain also to, to discover Batman's secret identity. So yes, he discovered that in the, oh, the animated think- series, but he actually did that first in the comics, like way back when. So the uh, the villain Doctor Hugo Strange first appeared in Detective Comics number thirty six. That is by a. a of course, Bob Kane and Bill Finger. Robin hadn't even debuted yet. He would debut two issues later. So that shows you how long this character has been around. His uh, first tale was about him creating a machine to generate fog so his henchmen could rob banks undetected, which seems kind of hokey. Fog? Yep, yep. You mean uh, like uh, Lord Marmaduke Fog from the 1966 Batman third season episode? No one gets that reference. <laughs> Some people watching this, listening to this Batman podcast they have might. probably watched the Batman <laughs> television show. But yes, there was a, a Batman villain, uh, villain and a co-female villain who made Fog I in just, that show. I thought it was like cute that his first appearance, he basically creates a really cool Fog machine to, to like rob banks and stuff. A uh, couple months later, sense. Uh, two months later, Batman issue one came out and... The, the first issue of Batman actually had three tales in it. And the first tale in it was the first appearance of the Joker. The third tale in it was the first appearance of the cat who would become known as Selina Kyle Catwoman. But the middle tale featured Hugo Strange in his uh, second appearance. Um, so he was kind of sandwiched in between those uh, two big first appearances. Uh, Batman would actually kill uh, Hugo Strange in the 40s, but he would return in the 70s. Because back in the Godin age, Batman killed people, like, a lot. Did you did you know about that? Uh, yeah, I think I... Does the internet know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the internet knows that very they, well. They always have a big problem with some of, some of that kind of stuff. When Batman... Oh, I think... I th- the, he, Batman strapped dynamite to him. That's yeah, not a thing was, Batman does. Back then, there was no, like, code of honor. You just killed people. Um, yeah. Yeah, his... I mean, literally, his... Third, I believe it was his third appearance. Fifth, one, uh, fourth, fourth appearance, he killed somebody. So, yeah, he did that a lot in the early days. But, of course, Doctor Strange got better, as a lot of villains in comic books do, after they get killed. Uh, Hugo Strange in this episode is voiced by Ray Patinica. I think that's how you... I saw that name. I didn't know who that was. The face looked familiar, but uh, he... Uh, of course, he only voices the character in this one episode because that's the only episode that he has a big plot line for. Uh, Ray is known for roles in uh, My Girl. I believe he's the dad. One of the dads in My Girl. Uh, he's The Anna Klumsky film? With the, Mike, the, the with, one where Macaulay Culkin dies. The, the Max movie with the yeah. bees. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, so he's not he's, wearing his glasses in He's the, the dad the of the girl? I don't know. I, I just know he's in that. I okay. think he's. Isn't Dan Aykroyd in that? Might be. I haven't seen that in a while. Jamie Lee Curtis is in that? Who's in that? I don't know much about My Girl, i got to be honest. It wasn't a movie That was My Generation. Yeah. They actually made My Girl 2, which really didn't make a lot of sense. What the hell was that all about? Uh, She found a new boy. It's apparently you find your soulmate in your preteens twice. What was his name? Thomas Jane? 
that that's, that's the, the Punisher. Actor. Okay, the well, Punisher. <laughs> the little boy's name was like Thomas J or something uh, like that. The little boy that played was played by Macaulay Culkin and got stung by bees. Spoiler: He dies. He died. But yeah, uh, also Ray Bakhtenica was a regular on Love Boat for a while. He was in the movie Heat and also known for his work on Jag. And now Jimmy's fixing something on the computer. I always liked Jag. There was a lady in Jag who I liked, an actress. Oh, the short-haired girl? Yeah, that's yeah, her. Was... I don't remember her name, but I would watch Jag for that short-haired lady. What's funny about Jag that a lot of people don't realize, uh, there for like over a decade, NCIS was the number one rated show on television. Mm-hmm. And I think it's still pretty up there. But that was actually a spinoff from Jag and... Not a lot of people really know that. that. Yeah, the back yeah. the backdoor pilot is actually an episode of Jag. But anyway, the Hugo Strange character. Ugh. I can't stop thinking about what you just you just said backdoor pilot. Yeah, and I can't stop thinking. No, not that kind of backdoor pilot. <laughs> I can't stop thinking about what a film that would be. Oh, uh, yeah. probably better than My Girl. <laughs> Definitely better than My Girl too. I'll tell you that much. By the way, My Girl one's pretty good if I remember correctly. I don't remember much about it. It was kind of like it's very depressing. For yeah, kids movie especially. I, I, I was probably like, this movie has a girl as the lead because I was a stupid, you know, I, I was, had such a huge crush on her. Back I, then. I was never Anna Klumski, but I, I love that I still see her in thing. I think she was in. Oh, she's still in stuff. Veep. I think she's in Veep. Is that the the show where Elaine Bennis is the is the is, is the vice president? Oh yeah, yeah, Julie Louise Travis. Yeah. Uh, I think Anna Klumski's in that show. Hmm. Yeah, she's pretty good in it. So she still does things. I was I I, I dig that, even though I wasn't uh, in love with her in My Girl. I was. I was. The uh, no reason. The Hugo Strange character has been portrayed only once in live action. Uh, B.D. Wong, who I'm actually a pretty big fan of. B.D. Wong, he did a voice. He did. Oh, no, he was actually, he actually played Hugo Strange in Gotham. Oh, really? Yeah. That's really neat. There's a, uh, there's a picture that I'll put on the Facebooks where, like, he had he has, like, a bald head and, like, a chin strap beard. He looks very not B.D. Wong-ish. You know what I like about B.D. Wong? Like, I, I had never seen... It's probably amazing to you all, but I had never seen the Father of the Bride movies, yeah, and yeah. I recently watched them. B.D. Wong plays like Martin Short's like sidekick. Yeah, he does. Like yeah. he's his gay sidekick. Mm-hmm. I had no idea B.D. Wong was in those movies. He was and, in everything back and, then, man. I, I didn't know. He, he still shows up in a lot of stuff. And Jurassic Park. I just that mm-hmm. you know I just remember him as the Jurassic Park guy, but I had no idea that he was in other things and like mm-hmm. ba- ba- very varied performances and other things. Mm-hmm. He's just yeah. He I was, like B.D. Wong, man. If you if you ever can't uh, go wrong with B.D. Wong, he was big in uh, Law and Order SVU as well. He was on that too. Oh yeah, he was on that for a bit. Didn't know. That. But my my favorite uh, work of his was on the HBO series Oz. He played a oh, uh, a preacher or a reverend, uh, a clergyman. Let's Everybody go with that. loves the Oz. He, he's just fantastic in it. But yeah, B.D. Wong's the only person to actually play Hugo Strange in live action. The character has shown up in other animated series here and there, but the most notable actor to voice him, in my opinion, is Frank Gorshin. Oh, well, that's amazing. I love You that. did not know that, did you? I don't think I knew I that. I did not know in, that in either. what? It's one of his last roles, actually. He uh, So the the Batman, for those that don't know, don't know Frank Gorshin is the Batman 66 uh, actor portrayed. <laughs> The Riddler. That laugh. Yeah. He was actually in the very in the pilot mm-hmm. of Batman sixty six. Um, he voiced Hugo Strange in in two thousand five's The Batman cartoon, which I never watched that one actually. No. Uh, he uh, all three appearances of his aired after his passing in May of that oh. same year. So yeah, he did. Uh, he came back to voice a Batman character, and I think that's awesome. That's a pretty cool get. Pretty cool reference there. And before we jump into the synopsis, I want to talk about another actress that 
uh, is a voice in this particular episode. Uh, Judge Maria Vargas is voiced by Carmen Zapata. Zapata had a 60-year career and is considered one of the most respected Hispanic American actresses. Oh. Uh, not just actresses, but like figures in general in performing arts. That she's produced a lot of stuff. Uh, she's written a lot of stuff. She's done a lot of things. Um, she has 100, 120 acting credits, including Sister Act and Married with Children. La Law, as you like to call it. L.A. Law. <laughs> That's from the Golden Girls. I like that and, you remember that reference. <laughs> and one of my favorites, Days of Our Lives. So... Jimmy, why don't you go ahead and give us the synopsis of The Secrets, The Strange Secret of Bruce Wayne. All right, so The Strange Secret of Bruce Wayne, directed and written by the people you said did it. <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, directed by Frank Power and written by David Weiss, I believe. Yes, I have I different think. writers here on my paper. Oh, the so the so with the writers, there's actually a bunch of people that worked on it. So go ahead and give their uh, names. I have written there. by Judith and Garfield Reeves Stevens. I think those might have been part of the. Uh, uh, People that did some of the other drafts. As maybe well. Wise did the teleplay, and then they did the sto- story, or maybe Wise did the story, and they did the teleplay. I don't I, know. I, I believe Wise was a story because I think that's why I put him down. That makes sense. So somewhere in Gotham, there's a blackmailing event going on, and wouldn't you know it, Batman is already on the case. The blackmailee is a white female judge, and she likes long walks on bridges in the middle of the night, and desperately wants a mysterious videotape back. From a bunch of goons. Hold on. I've got to interrupt there. Right. You mentioned the white female judge. And this is actually something I was going to talk about later. Her her name is Maria Vargas. Mm-hmm. And she is um, she is voiced by a very, like I said earlier, very uh, respected Hispanic American figure. That is true. When you said that earlier, so, it, 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 that's why I went, hmm. But that I, is, that's one of my issues. They totally whitewashed this character. <laughs> but go on. <laughs> The blackmailee is a white female judge, and she likes long walks on bridges in the middle of the night and desperately wants a mysterious videotape back from a bunch of goons. Videotapes, kids. Look them up. Or maybe it wasn't that long ago. Anyway, whatever. I'm old. That is true. That is true. Batman foils the whole thing, and Commissioner Gordon points him toward a health resort the judge most recently attended. The license plate on the goon's car was also registered to that address, but don't worry about it. That's where Batman is going, so just deal with it. He also, is the world's greatest detective. Also, Robin is there, and Commissioner Gordon is also my friend's cat. So I'm going to need everyone to get all the way off my back about it. Jeez Louise. I'm sorry, Brandon. I'll sorry try. about that. I'll I just, try. I kind of went off. Now, it's okay. Where, it's okay. Where was I? <laughs> oh, yes. Bruce, Bruce Wayne allowing a strange doctor to go rooting around in his brain that did not make any sense to me many secrets of his own brandon why would the greatest detective of all time allow such a thing to happen so i had actually rewind it when that happened because i I I was thinking maybe that he was restrained and i looked at like no he's just laying there and totally voluntarily giving him all this information because i wrote out because i wanted to make jokes about him being restrained i'm like he's not he's just there. He's just laying down Allowing there. Like, he can walk away anytime. To happen. I mean, yeah, he knows he can get some information here about yeah. the thing, but like... You detective work, don't give him what? all your secrets. But we learned later that it's all part of his plan, which makes no sense, but we'll get there. He just said that at the end. Yeah. He just said that. He's just like, I want to... Uh, oh, I think he's just covering for being stupid. He <laughs> is. He is. And yes... Not a strange doctor, but a literally strange doctor, Hugo Strange. And he's decided to sell Bruce's tape, one that, yes, reveals his true identity, to the highest bidder. 
And his biggest takers are some of the rogues gallery's biggest players, as Joker, Two-Face, and Penguin just randomly enter the episode in Act 2, though they have no idea what they're about to bid on yet. Exactly. I've, I've, I thought it was kind of weird that they just w drive, traveled that far to... Uh, basically, they didn't know what they were traveling for. But they brought all the money in the world. Either but it's, way. Good, it's good to see. I love it. I love it. Bruce, meanwhile, sneaks back into Strange's lab and realizes his days as an anonymous superhero are almost over. And though he does destroy the machine, him and Alfred end up tied and gagged to Strange's goons as the Mad Doctor reveals to the rogues gallery that he knows the true identity of the Batman. And the starting bid is $1. Do I hear $1? $1. Do I hear $5? $5 to the Penguin Man in the front row. Do I hear five gazillion dollars? And so on and so forth. What I thought was interesting about that is uh, Hugo Strange lifts the tape up. He's like, I'm going to You're gonna... tell you the secret identity of Batman. And it has Bruce Wayne's name written on the tape, like in easy view of everybody. Okay, so the part of me writing the synopsis is like, Brandon just <laughs> <laughs> just showed his hand to the next part of my synopsis. Sorry. it's totally. I, knew... I have thoughts on this episode. I knew you. For the I... record, I love this episode. See, I almost didn't. I have thoughts. <laughs> I almost didn't put that in the synopsis. I'm like, Brandon's going to say it before you get to it. So I put it to the end, but then I, I was did. like, no, I want to put it in the synopsis because I have to say it now. Go for it. Go for it. Also, a little bit of advice to the doctor here. Maybe, just maybe... Pull the tape out of the sleeve and put it in backwards so we don't see the first and last name on the spine. Mike might make them bids jump up significantly. Just some advice. Take it or leave it. I'm glad you picked yeah. up on the same yeah. thing, though. <laughs> so weird. So weird. But luckily, Bruce switches the tape to an old recording of the Kentucky vs. Duke game from 1992, and our villains get so pissed at that last-minute Christian Leitner shot that they all storm out. To hell with this, they all say. That's a reference for all you big blue locals out there. I'm, I'm just amazed that Jimmy just made a sports reference. Hey, my, my family, Kentucky fans all the way. I know all this stuff. My family's a U of L family. My uncle worked at Rep Arena growing up, so I spent a lot of time uh, at Kentucky games. Oh yeah, little, I did not little, know that. little known fact. I did not about know that. Me. Little known fact. So all hell breaks loose as Strange realizes that Bats has ruined his plans, and the Rogues Gallery goes after him, forcing him onto a plane at the end of a machine gun. Strange desperately tells him the truth that Bruce Wayne is Batman. Two faces like. No way, not my boy. Throw this bum out of the plane. But of course, there's something on the wing. As Batman brings the plane down in what looks like the setting of a 1947 Roadrunner cartoon. Where is there a Mesa in or near <laughs> Gotham City? It's one of those times where it's just like, okay, where is Gotham City really located? But it looked cool. It, oh, I love that action sequence. I love it. But before you could have time to ask that, we get another appearance of a... a a dirigible, one of those giant metal balloons. Uh, someone throws penguin. Blimps, right? <laughs> yes, the dirigibles. Someone throws penguin off the blimp and says, "No ticket." Not giving you that reference. You're going to have to figure it out for yourself. I guess I have to figure it out for myself. Indiana Jones. Oh, okay. Crusade. Actually, know that one, that movie. So our villains are apprehended, and all is well. But wait, Strange still knows Bruce Wayne and Batman are the same. Oh, what? From screen left enters Bruce Wayne. On screen with Batman? I forgot all about this part when what I watched the episode. What sort of chicanery is this? Three words, Robin on stilts. Uh, and he has one of those Mission Impossible masks. And as the Bruce Wayne mask drops to the ground, Hugo Strange yells, 
and I would have gotten away with it too if it weren't for you meddling kids and your butler. And that's the strange secret of Bruce Wayne. I thought it was weird that uh, Bruce decided to be Batman and he had Robin be Bruce. I thought it would have been the other way around and just have Robin pretend to be Batman. Either way, it's something they did on 66 a lot. Yeah, yeah. That and is it, true. it that sort is of true. plays out like that. Yeah. That was, it's quite the, uh, it's quite the elaborate ending to the episode, but tell me, Jimmy, how Batman begins. Jimmy, every episode of Batman the Animated Series comes with a title screen where we see the episode, the name of the episode, and then a drawing in the background that kind of shows you what you're about to get into. What did you think of the title screen of The Strange Secret of Bruce Wayne? Yeah, I think if we lined up every title card for the entire series and ranked the best ones, this would probably make it to the final rounds for me. I just think it's really cool. I loved it, too. And I'd hang it on my wall, very much keeping with the pulp roots of the show, and also has the feel of one of those weird Ren and Stimpy close-up shots that oh, really yeah, pushes does, on my does. buttons. Yeah, I thought it was really cool. For those that don't know, it's uh, Bruce's face is a bit like a big... It's all in, like, red, I believe. Mm-hmm. And he has sweat dripping from his face, and there's a skull inside his eye. Uh, it's very different from the others, I feel like. The yes. Parts, which made it really stand out to me and made me really like notice and really like it as well. But yeah, I was a big fan of the title card as well. But I was also a fan of some of the lines, so holy speech, Bubble Batman. What is your favorite quote from The Strange Secret of Bruce Wayne? At one point, Joker says, hey, bucko. I just am a fan of that. Uh, I'm sorry to be me, but all my lines are Joker lines. That's fine. That's um, fine. Actually, mine's a Joker line. Time yeah. to fly the unfriendly skies. Oh, that's a good one. I forgot about that Big one. Big fan of that. Uh, we're about to go into the whole thing here. As the plane plummets, Joker does <laughs> a goofy holler. Yeah, yeah. I caught that. I caught that. <laughs> the goofy holler is a stock sound effect that is used frequently in Walt Disney cartoons and films. This it is not is Disney. <laughs> the cry Goofy makes when falling or being launched into the air that can be transcribed as the holler was originally recorded by yodler Hans Scroll for the 1941 short The Art of Skiing. Some sources claim that Scroll was not paid for the recording. Oh, wow. Uh, the holler is also used in films and cartoons in which Goofy doesn't appear. Uh, Cinderella, Bidnops and Broomsticks, Rescuers, Enchanted, Moana, even newer films. Really? Also films like Ernest Goes to Camp, Jackass, Snoopy Come Home, Street Fighter, the Super Mario Brothers movie. No, not the new one, the one oh. from 93. And to bring it all Full circle, Doctor Strange, the very oh. first Doctor Strange movie. The Yahahahui is apparently in there. And we heard the, the name Doctor Strange a lot in this episode. We sure did. And I really wanted to make some reference to that already, and I just didn't. So. I make a reference to it later if that makes you feel better. I think I might too. <laughs> yeah, my, my favorite quote is from the Joker. He's, uh, it's after he, they get caught. He goes, Ah, oh, well, Arkham is nice this time of year. I thought that was just oh. fun. Also, I feel like that Yaha Hui was just Mark Hamill improvising. Oh, that's a good yeah. possibility. I feel like that's yeah. what it was. Go yeah. ahead. Oh, that, that's my favorite. That's my favorite. That's it. Okay. There. Do you have any more from it? No, I just, they were all Joker. You, your lines were oh. Joker lines too, weren't they? <laughs> well, speaking of the Joker, wait till they get a load of me. Wing freak terrorizes. Wait till they get a load of me. <laughs> Jimmy, who is your favorite character in this episode and why was it the Joker? 
I feel like I just I need to diversify. Oh, so you diversified? I picked no, the Joker. No, but I didn't. Oh, but I, I picked like the Joker. I picked the I Joker. I should, and I feel like this isn't even his strongest material. But oh, I'm, I think he's firing on all cylinders. It's not a special episode. But. I think it's the fact that his pilot's badge was obviously found at the bottom of the cereal box. It just really—it was very relatable content. Oh, he has like a—that's all Jimmy there. It says like a buck. I don't know what the name of the cereal is, but it's like some kind of cornflakes. Uh, but yeah, it's it's all it's it's Joker. It's Joker. Yeah, yeah. I picked Joker as well. He's just he. Uh, I mean, all almost all of his lines are fantastic, as you just heard from us talking about our favorite quotes of the episode. Uh, you can just tell Mark Hamill's having a blast, and. You're at this, like I said, this is the first time that you hear Mark Hamill's jo- Joker conversing with other villains like Two yes, Face and cool. Penguin, and it just—I think all three of them actually do a great job mm-hmm. in this one. But Joker is is high above them on this one. But yeah, Jimmy Joker was our favorite. But who is your least favorite, and who gets the Condiment King Award? For me, it's definitely. <laughs> Judge Maria Vargas, the one responsible for the great Gotham Dock fire 30 years ago, she played with matches and got burnt. Um, I did that little diversionary answer because for me, the weak part of this episode is kind of Hugo Strange and the multiverse of meh-ness. Oh, no. Um, Dr. Strange in the multiverse. I don't have much of an opinion of him. Um, this, uh, yeah, he's very kind of plain in this episode. I, know I, didn't, I didn't dislike him, but... It's like he creates the device that makes that the episode's about... No. And it's not just a device, it, it's a plot device as well. That's really all that Hugo Strange is in this episode. Yeah, he's just kind of a generic template character. And it, what really puts it over the top is when you put him next to the Joker, Two-Face, and, and Penguin. Pen- yeah, You're just yeah. like, this is just a little man, a little professor, a doctor man. Yeah, he it takes a back seat. He is not the focus once they yeah. come in, which I love that they come in, but it does Dr. Hugo Strange a, a big disservice, in my opinion. Was that your same? So, my Condiment King, actually, you're going to freak out, so make sure you're seated, Jimmy. Okay, you are seated. We don't usually do the standing up. I picked Alfred. Oh my god, I yeah. can't believe it. Because he's not sassy in this entire episode. He's, he's not, not at all. He's very out of character in this mm-hmm. episode. I mean, he's fine, but he's just kind of he's just kind of there. Like, why did Alfred even go on vacation with him? He's along for the ride, and I like that. But, like, he, you know, he, yeah, he does it. You're right. He's not sassy. He's not, you know, oh, suh. You know, I th- none of that. I thought you were going to pick Robin for this episode, actually. No, because Robin pays off in the end. He does pay off. I, yeah. He's just barely in it. It's a little silly, but like he's. I like that they set up Robin at the end, and you totally forget yeah. that they set him. You're like, oh, Robin was in the beginning, and now he's. They did this. Oh, good for you. It's a little dumb, but like it works for me. Now, now you, you mentioned uh, Judge Maria Vargas. I have a qu- question. Why was she going after that tape? When it was about to fall into the river. Because wouldn't the river destroy the tape? Wouldn't that be what she wants to happen? <laughs> that, that's actually pretty brilliant, what you just said. Yeah, it would. It, <laughs> that it, drove me nuts. The minute that tape, especially back then, that tape hits the water, it's and you're not going to find it. And yeah, yeah it's gone. Yeah, yeah. Good, point. Like, good point. Good point, Hey, man, let right. that thing fall. She risked her entire life to get that tape. I guess it was just in her mind, like she had to have it. I, yeah, th- that makes sense. That makes sense. And by the way, I'm fine with that character. I just wanted to... That whole, like, flashback, though, where she's... Where she, the matches was kind of com- communically weird to me. Or yeah, strange. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just... I mean, it was supposed to be that way to make it... Give her a guilt complex about yeah, it. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Because who, who could forget the Great Fire of Gotham? That's right. It's been referenced yeah, so many times has. in the past. Well, Jimmy, 
I, I laughed trying to say this because I told you about a dream I had recently, but let's get nuts. Now you want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. For those that don't know, I had a dream this week that Jimmy was married to Michael Keaton for some reason. Don't know why. It just happened. It but, seems like a fine outcome. Yeah, I mean, see, y'all, y'all were looked very happy. But Jimmy, let's get nuts. What is your favorite moment from the strange secret of Bruce Wayne? Uh, well, Joker's answering machine message. I put that. I love his answering machine message. <laughs> Boy, did you get a wrong number. Leave your message at the sound of the shriek. No, please, don't. Ah! Uh, some of Strange's goons have an almost Chester Gould, Dick Tracy-esque design They do a little bit. They do a little bit. Really, really dig that. My, uh, what was it, Dr. Uh, I almost call him Dr. Strange. Hugo Strange's henchmen were around for the video where he finds out the Bruce Wayne's Batman. Why don't any of them really care about that? Another good point. Yeah, none of them, they, they knew too, but... Yeah, there yeah. was a lot of, like, uh, like plot holes in this episode, which, yeah. once again, I love this episode. That's a spoiler for later. But there's so many weird plot holes in this episode. But go on. Uh, Joker bringing popcorn to the videotape auction. That's because fun. Of That's course, fun. he would do that. He's doing his best Michael Jackson meme. Uh, I know you don't like Alfred, but I like the shot where Alfred is folding Bruce's tidy whities I did not catch that. It's, it's in the foreground. You're probably looking at Bruce in the background. That's probably. But yeah, it's nice to know that uh, that Bruce wears just tidy whities uh, And I like that Alfred is involved in the shenanigans, but he's not. He's not really doing. You're anything. right. He's yeah. a little. You wish you want more like commentary from Alfred. Yeah, he brings yeah. like a certain sassy levity to the whole thing. Yeah, and I think that could have been kind of a fun addition to the episode. But I also the episode was pretty packed for 22 minutes, so I'm just wondering if there's things that got cut. It moves. It moves very briskly. Very um, good, briskly. Also, some sixty-six, some vague sixty-six references. The spa. Yeah, he's going to a spa. Oh yeah. Uh, the spa is also there's a spa in the Zsa Gabor episode that messes with your brain. The Minerva episode. It's oh in the third, yeah, yeah. Third season. Uh, Egghead uses a machine to try and suss out Batman's secret identity. By the way, going back to the spa, did this episode remind you of the Poison Ivy? Yes, it episode? did. It did when they when, when to a spa. he went there because I I was just like this feels very familiar. Uh, multiple times in 66 when, some, 66 when someone was dressed as Bruce Wayne and her Batman so the two can appear at the same place. Yeah, yeah. Usually it's a King Tut episode. Uh, were, were you a King Tut fan? Yeah, I love King Tut. I love Victor Porno. I remember as a kid watching the King Tut, Tut episodes and being so confused that I couldn't find the character in the comic books. Yeah, they just sort of invented that. I guess yeah, it was yeah. it really a springboard for Victor They invented a Bueno. lot of characters, but King Tut was one I felt like that was very, like, he showed up quite a few times, didn't he? Mm-hmm. He's in every season, mm-hmm. uh, six or seven appearances. His McFarlane figure is coming out next month. Speaking of McFarlane figures, did you see? The, uh, what do you think of the Michael Keaton one for from the Flash? Uh, I will probably get it because I thought it looks great. Yeah, I'll I'll get it uh, just so I can put it in the Batmobile, Batmobile books. I guess I'll probably get the Batmobile. It doesn't seem too expensive. Uh, for what it is, and I love the scale of it. So I'll I'll get the figure to go along with the Batmobile. And I don't have one. I've ne- I never had a Burton Batmobile. Really? So, yeah. Really? I had I had one, actually. Mm-hmm. I, somewhere in storage. Parents it's, didn't. My mom doesn't throw anything away. But yeah, I've got it somewhere. I think I might even have a Batman Forever Batmobile. I think I have a Batman Returns and a Batman Forever Batmobile. Oh, uh, yeah. I never, never had any. I didn't have a lot, of, a lot of Batman figures from the movies. I had the the first three from 89, the Bob the Goon, the Joker, the Squirt of the Water, and the Batman with the thing. Yeah. Um, I had the Batcave from the 89. Oh, sh- it has the stickers. Go of- to, I, no, I never had any. <laughs> I never had them. My parents wouldn't buy me stuff like the Turtle Lair, the Ghostbusters I had, headquarters. I had the Turtle parents. Van and I had I have the big Krang. 
I never had that. I, I love the big crane. Add the turtle blimp. Cody, we're going to have a, t- a turtle podcast one day. It, it's come. I had the blimp. Uh, I had the little cheapskate, little, little, little. Uh, I, had the, I had the blimp. I had the thing, but I never had. Um, I had Ecto-1. I, I did have Ecto-1 from yeah. Ghostbusters. Yeah, growing up, I had most, uh, when I was a kid, the toys I remember most were my turtle toys. And uh, around the time Batman Returns came out, I had a lot of Batman stuff. Uh, but I don't, I don't know when I got that. Uh, the Batcave from the first movie because mm-hmm. it's obviously obviously from the first movie because you have the stickers yeah, of the was. screens that show the smiling people mm-hmm. after uh, Joker interrupts the broadcast. But we digress. What are, are your, some of your other favorite moments from the episode? Um, I think that was all my favorites. Well, I got quite a few favorites myself. I love the music in the opening scene. I feel mm-hmm. like the score of the opening scene when they're on the bridge and you have the judge running after the tape. That's it's a, a good sequence. It's a very good. It's a good opening. A lot of like all the action in this episode is like mm-hmm. top notch. Um, Batman in the shadows talking to Commissioner Gordon. Oh at the yeah, beginning that's good. Looks amazing. Like that's some of the best Batman animation I've ever seen. Especially, did you watch it on HBO Max or did you watch it? No, I shouldn't hear because I had to oh, write the thing. Man, you should watch this episode on, on Max because that, that scene is absolutely gorgeous. Uh, I love that while Bruce is having his mind read, he's wearing a new shirt. Finally, he's wearing a new shirt. He's oh, not wearing. It, it is a different outfit. Isn't he's it? not wearing that yellow. Uh, button up with the brown like yeah. coat he's wearing like a red button up shirt mm-hmm. he looks very slick I, that I is like true that. i guess it's vacation wear i guess yeah i like that i like i don't really care for the fact that uh bruce so openly let strange read his mind but i do like that strange found out that batman and bruce wayne were one and the same because he just didn't see that happen in batman the animated series so that makes this episode stand out i feel like I also want to point out that Val Kilmer just walks into that thing that Edward, that Jim Carrey puts together, oh, and, he, and he also figures out who Bruce Wayne is. That is true. So Bruce that Wayne has been stupid a lot when that it was, comes to just walking into a later. machine. Yeah, it's a thing. He'll learn. He'll learn. He, he's only the world's greatest detective. I, I love Joker's answering machine, which you mentioned earlier. I love all the villains in this. I thought all three of them were great, even Penguin. I know Penguin's not your favorite in the animated series, mm. but I thought he was good in this. Um, I love the welcome sign. For Joker, Penguin, and Two Face when they land, yeah, I thought that was just silly as hell. It's they're literally the only people landing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I loved uh, Penguin sh- shooting the actual tape. I thought that was a really good way to destroy the tape. Um, I love Joker's pilot look. I thought that was a phenomenal was, design. Yes. Is there any like action figures or statues of that? Not I feel a, like that would sell. Not that I know of, not yet. But get McFarland's making all that stuff now, so maybe at some point. But yeah, I love the villains working together. I love that the villains don't believe Bruce Wayne is Batman when they're told yeah. that. They're like, Bruce Wayne? I'm not even that crazy. This man, Mark Hamill's a treasure mm-hmm. in this episode. Uh, I love the plane action. It's a lot of fun. And even though it's silly, I love the Bruce Wayne and Batman uh, being in the same place at the end. I totally mm-hmm. forgot about that. I was like, how did this happen? Then I was like, oh, yeah, we saw Robin earlier. That... And he yeah. hasn't shown up for a while, so that that's why that happened. It's but. handled really well for what is kind of yeah, a silly idea. The stilts part is yeah. very silly. And the mask hitting the ground, I'm like, yeah, it's the, silly, but the it mask can I can allow, just because, yeah. like I said, I'm a big fan of the Mission Impossible mm-hmm. movies, and that's like a staple of those. I don't think you ever got into those movies, did you? No, I've, I haven't even seen most of them. Man, I've seen one would, and I think you would like two. it, man. I think you'd like uh, it. There's a, and there's two of them coming, like the last there's, two? Yeah. The, the, they split it in two? Yeah, seven and eight are basically one big movie. I might get around to it. People seem to like them. Well, Jimmy, we, there's a lot that we liked about this episode, but 
tell me, what are your Martha moments of the, the strange secret of Bruce Wayne? Martha, why did you say that name? Oh, stop! Please, stop! Why did you say that name? It's his mother's name. seen our three villains i kind of wish there was a female villain with them i kind of wish poison been, ivy was hanging I, out with them ivy would have been cool i mean catwoman's always a welcome addition but yeah they even like harley quinn would have been great in there her and joker hadn't broke up at this point yet that's true that's true um i guess it's just from watching almost gone which i know this comes before that it would have been nice to and actually maybe we should save ivy because it's nice when we have that moment of oh they're, oh, they're, they're including face. yeah they included that so i don't want to break that but yeah, it would have yeah. been nice to have some i you know i'm Similar. like I'm even on. even bring in like Red Claw or whatever. Yeah, let's see somebody else in there besides the, with those three. Uh, of course, we mentioned Bruce allowing himself to just have his mind probed all willy nilly. That's my main complaint about the episode, right there. Uh, so apparently, the voice on the phone that tells Robin uh, tells Gordon the license plate number is Montoya, but we don't actually cut to her. Once again, show you did the thing. Oh, let's see Montoya. Yeah, yeah. At least she said words, but I didn't even know it was her until I watched the credits and it said Montoya. I'm like, oh, I guess that was her on the phone. And it was. It's really weird because I've been reading some comics from around uh, 92, 93 area because Montoya, as we mentioned a while back, Montoya showed up like she was created for the cartoon. Mm -hmm. And... But her first appearance in the comics came out right before the cartoon started. So technically, she showed up in the comics first, even though she was created for the cartoon. Like, I've been reading uh, comics from around that time, and she shows up in the comics a lot more than she's showing up in the in the cartoon. And that's just blowing my mind. So I recently read the a reprint of the first appearance of Bane, mm-hmm. which was a really good comic for back then, too. And, she, and she's in that quite a bit. But yeah, we need more Montoya. We love Montoya here on the podcast. We need her cheekbones. <laughs> we do. We do. Yes, yes. I have I have a couple Martha moments. My main one is Bruce just letting Hugo Strange yeah. just probe probe him for whatever. And I mentioned earlier uh, the judge going after the tape. I mean, the tape would have been destroyed upon impact of the water. Why are you mm-hmm. risking your life to just grab it? Yeah. Um, my probably my biggest issue with the episode though is. Judge Vargas being a white lady, even though she is obviously has a very Hispanic name and it's uh, portrayed by a v- predominant uh, Hispanic actress. Why couldn't we just make her a little bit or a little bit darker on there? Like mm-hmm. this was, as you said earlier, she was a white lady in this mm-hmm. in this episode, even though she was Judge Vargas, which is a very Hispanic name. So that really bothered me. Um, I. I, I kept getting annoyed by them calling Do- Dr. Hugo Strange, Dr. Strange. Yeah, um, that's a little weird. And by the way, like, on the podcast so far, I've almost said Dr. Strange <laughs> unironically five times, and I've had to, like, yeah. c- catch myself. Mm-hmm. It's very annoying. Uh, even though Dr. Hugo Strange was created over 20 years before Dr. Strange was created, which is kind of interesting, because I believe Stephen Strange was created in 62 or 63 or something like that. Um, I thought the machine exploded way too easily. It was like Batman punched it and then it b- blew up the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of wish it ended with, and this is more of a preference. This is not really a, um, a knock on the episode, but the end, I kind of wish the villains didn't know Batman was there because you, they don't, they only interact with him when he, like after the plane crashes and Batman shows up, and then immediately the cops show up. Mm-hmm. I feel like Batman should have been in the shadows the whole time, because then you 
But I get they 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 did that so you could see that Batman and Bruce Wayne were different people. Right. But I just feel like that would have been cool that Batman would have saved the day without showing that it was Batman saving the day. They could have just thought it was happenstance. Mm-hmm. So that's just like I said, that's more of like a preference uh, on my part. But overall, I really enjoyed this episode. So, Jimmy, uh, every episode we give this, uh, we give the particular episode a grade out of five. Uh, one being that we didn't really care for it much. Five, that we absolutely loved it. We have different rating criteria each time, if you'd like to explain that real quick. Uh, yeah, I just kind of look at the episode and kind of come up with something that could be, you can put numbers in front of. Uh, and it could be, you could use it as a grading scale. So what would be the grading scale of The Strange Secret of Bruce Wayne? We are going with a possible five out of five, if it's the highest one, unanswered messages on Joker's answering machine. Oh, I like that one. I'm writing it down. Brandon always writes it down so he remembers what it is. Eventually, he's going to release a book. There's I'm just, actually... this notes. My notebook is almost full from this podcast. I like that you kept them all. It's... Jimmy, out of five unanswered messages on Joker's answering machine, what do you give this episode? Um, I think this is a good episode. I don't know why I'm not 100% committed to it. Maybe it's, really? it is because I'm just like Hugo Strange. It's kind of like not that interesting a character. I know it shouldn't matter because... Uh, the whole idea and we didn't say like the whole thing of like Bruce when we see into Bruce's mind like there's some fun kind of trippy nice visuals there uh, and that's really pretty cool and um, I like seeing the villains um, but there I don't know there's some corners that are cut sort of for the story there's little things that we as we pointed out that don't quite I feel like this would have made sense. a great two-parter if you would have just let a lot of things breathe yeah it feels kind of truncated it, it, it you- you could have ended, ended part one with the villain showing up, I feel like. Yeah, because there's a lot going on. Yeah. But it also feels very simple. It's a, You can just, you could, you could say, you just tell them this is the one where, like the plot you could describe in a sentence. If you're like, oh yeah, I'd watch that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and even writing the synopsis, there's not like a lot. Batman doesn't have to go here to go there to go here to go there to find the thing. It's very sort of cut and dry. He lays, lays down, in other ways, we're, we don't like that he just, that Bruce just allows this to happen, but it really helps move the plot forward. because yeah, the episode flows. I watched this episode on my phone at uh, work mm-hmm. uh, Friday night. Because I, I had like 50 minutes of downtime, and I was just like, okay, I have enough time to watch this episode. Like, by the time it was done, I was just like, oh, I've already burned 22 minutes? That's insane. I think because half the first act uh, out of the three is just the whole bridge thing. Yeah, yeah, it's all just kind of setting up. And stuff. that's a good sequence, um, and it kind of flies by. Um, much like that airplane at the end. Much like the airplane that does that lands in Mu Mesa, wherever the hell that was. Oh, I love Mu Mesa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what was Mu Mesa? Mu Mesa it was a bunch cow- of like bulls and cows. Cowboy people? Like, it's, uh, it's cowboys. Cowboys of Mu Mesa. I actually got the comic book back in the day. There's so comic book. Uh, in Louisville, we have a shop called Comic Book World, which is my main shop, and I believe mm. a ca- and it's been my main shop since I was eight. But I think I went there for the first time a year earlier. And the uh, first comic I ever bought from there was a mm. uh, Moo Mesa comic. The Moo Mesa. Yep. I was at uh, a friend Chris's the other day, and he has the uh, the the um, the biker mice. Oh, what were they? I remember. I remember the designs of that. Every sort of those like Ninja Turtle. Oh yeah. Thing. Wasn't there a shark one? 
That was just like oh Ninja yes, uh, sh- uh, sh- uh, Street Sharks. Street Sharks, man, that and was something. I like tur- I, tur- turtles was like it for me. So all those other sort of things, I was like, no, I know what this is. I know what you're trying to do, and I was not into any of them. I just, uh, just not, nah. Just I like I know what they I know Mumesa I can make that reference but I never yeah, yeah. watched it. Mumesa I thought was kind of clever because mm-hmm. it's, it's cows, it's cowboys yeah. essentially. Where did we go? We, oh, what did you great give the grade of this? Um, I'm gonna give it. Uh, I'm gonna give it three. I think it might be better than that. I think it might be better than three. Um, but I I, I don't know. I just thought I thought thought it was okay, okay. and I like seeing our villains in it. Uh, but there's little things just hold me back from giving it above a three. Probably deserves more like a three or a half, maybe a four, but I'm going to give it a three. I respect your decision, but for the first time in the history of Almost Got em, we have very different grades. Oh. I love this episode. There's a lot of, as I said earlier, a lot of plot holes, a lot of things that are just like, why is that happening? But I, I just really enjoyed it. I gave it 4.5 out of oh, 5. Oh, that's almost to the top. Almost. It, it's, to the it's tippy really top. It's really good. Like, I just, the way that I feel about this episode was, it, it. I feel like this one is as good as like, some of them like Joker's Favor, which also got like a 4.5. Mm-hmm. And uh, what did we give Perchance per a Dream? That was either a 4.5 or a 5 there. Is that the one where the Mad Hatter comes at the end? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure I'll probably give it a high one because you know I love the Mad Hatter. <laughs> he loves so. when Mad yeah. Hatter comes at the end. I love when, <laughs> when in that incel... <laughs> When the incel well, Mad Hatter comes around, I'm you know I'm a fan of that. So but yeah, I gave yeah. it four point five out of five unanswered uh, messages on uh, Joker's answering machine. Jimmy, there is a question I did, I did not write this down. That just came up with this. Um, mm-hmm. Why do you think Doctor? Damn it, I almost did it there. I almost called him Doctor Strange there. Why do you think Doctor Hugo Strange didn't come back really for the, on the show? Do you think it's because he? Didn't come off that strong in this episode? Do you think it's because he knew Batman was Bruce Wayne? So I feel like that could have been like a wealth of this, of story yeah, right there. Could have brought and, more stories from that. And I mentioned, and we mentioned earlier that uh, Michael Reeves wrote a sequel to this mm-hmm. uh, called Mind Games. I kind of wonder if that kind of went back into H- Hugo Strange knowing that Bruce was Batman. But why do you think he didn't show up anymore? I think because I, the problem with me is that he just seems like we've watched a lot of episodes that just have bad guy doctor uh and he just seemed like a bad guy doctor yeah, yeah he didn't seem like he stuck out as much if i remember in the comics he has a very like nefarious personality he's got a cool name mm-hmm. and like what they did with him was cool yeah but um they just didn't put a whole lot of thought or anything else into like making this guy a guy that would come back and that you'd want to see he doesn't have a stick. He's just another like he seems more like a well he kind of is a secondary villain. He, uh, he 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 really is in this episode yeah. especially. I'm I'm gonna show you something real quick. So I'm gonna show you what he looks like in the comics real quick. Maybe and that maybe that's it. Maybe it's just the design. Here's what he looks like in the comics. Oh, he has geez. a very pronounced yeah, beard, that would, and very scary looking. That would be much more interesting to me. This is the actual picture I'm gonna put on on Facebook. Is that's that. pretty cool. And I'm going and here's B D Wong as Hugo Strange. Oh, he's still got the kind of the, the little chin strap uh, he, beard there? He kind of reminds me of a, of a friend of ours, actually, if you look at him. He looks kind of like Groucho. Oh, my God, he does look like Groucho. <laughs> I'll never unsee that again. That is, I, I didn't see that till right now. Is that just that picture of B.D. Wong? Or I, just B.D. Wong across the board? <laughs> man, he looks, I haven't seen, I'm showing him other pictures of B.D. Wong. As, I can see that, yeah, I can strange. see it. It's, I kind of want to check that out, but I just really do not like that Gotham show. No, I don't think it might be worth dipping your toe into some of the muck and mire of the Gotham Fox show. 
Is that on Fox? That is, that was a Fox show. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Not right. my favorite. Not my favorite. No. Speaking of not my favorite, next time we come to you from Almost Got em, we are going to check out a very uh, notorious episode. Jimmy, are you ready to watch Tiger Tiger? Um, yeah, I don't really remember uh, much about the why this episode is not good. Isn't this the one where Catwoman is turns she into becomes, a cat person? Yeah, she becomes like a anamorph character. I don't know. It's, well, that sounds sexy. I, it, it isn't. It really isn't. Oh no! It's. It, I would. I would prefer she turn into a cat, like in the movie Cats, starring uh, Ripple Wilson and Jennifer Hudson. But no, this is very, very weird. You know, there's an episode of the Ninja Turtles where April um, <laughs> turns into a cat lady. I do have, I do have a proposal about the Ninja Turtles podcast after we get off air here. By the it, way, it is sexy when April turns into a cat lady. I just want, I just want, to, I just want to put that out to you. Well, Jimmy, tell everybody how they can uh, keep an eye on Almost Got Him, the a podcast about Batman, the animated series. Uh, well, all you need to do is, uh, go to, uh, Podcatcher. Uh, the last couple of times, I, uh, episodes I haven't been putting haven't on, been putting on YouTube, uh, on YouTube. Yeah. um, I think we'll just stick with doing my, cause that's where people really listen to them. Yeah, they listen yeah. to them on the podcatcher. Um, so you'll go to the podcatcher of choice, uh, the Spotify's and the apples. I say I listen to it on Apple myself. And that way they go right into your phone. You don't got to go to YouTube and go, well, where is it at? It's just like, you just find well, it in there. And you got to subscribe to it. And you got so to subscribe to it. Every time that we come on. So that you, uh, you hear, I, I, I did see this cause normally I don't, I don't dig too much into our things. Like we do it and then it's out there, but I did see we had some ratings. Oh, good. I did good. see with people. I think we had some stars that people. I don't know if they're good stars. I, I think they might have been good stars. I saw it was more. It was more than one star. Yeah. I did see that, and I don't even know where it was or if I could ever find it again. But it was on the internet. <laughs> We're old, and sometimes you can put comments. Maybe, maybe I'll figure out. Maybe I'll ask one of my because it was Easter. Maybe I'll ask one of my uh, nephews if he knows how to get on these things. Ask people and on find the TikTok. Out, yeah, like young people. Young people out there, do you know where us old people can find out what the people are saying? Can you message people on the TikTok? I know nothing about this. Yes, you can send uh, specific messages to people, or you can send them videos, or you can high-five them. Yeah, you can send send messages, sure. But yeah, also also make sure to check out the uh, Almost Got Them Facebook group as well. Facebook group. It's a Facebook page. Facebook page. It's probably, we have better terminology for that. Uh, Yeah, because we're going to, we always post stuff about Batman the Anime Series and Batman in general because there's always Batman news coming here and there. And General Batman. Remember that one time he enlisted? Oh, (laughs) good God. I feel like that is, that is our cue to get going. So, must be the peepsy talking. uh, We will, we will reconvene next time, Jimmy, for the episode Tiger, Tiger. Now let's go into that dark night. Say goodbye, Jimmy. Man, this episode was weird. It was weird. See, I should have said this episode was strange. Strange. And I said, well, that that's the that's anti-comedy, is what that yeah. is. Yeah. When you think you're gonna say and then you then you don't. We, we could end on that. Let's let's just end on that. <laughs> Happy Easter. <laughs> <laughs> he is risen. <laughs> that's the place to stop. Thank you for listening to Almost Got Him, a Batman the Animated Series podcast. Ah, woo, woo, woo.